Good afternoon. Welcome to the Mel and Floyd Summer Replacement Show. I'm Mel. Floyd is on assignment, but back with us after an absence of a couple of weeks, uh, Mr. Smarty Pants. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing well, actually. Yeah. I had a really, we had a really excellent time. We we're down in New Orleans, and yeah. uh, we were there for two weeks. And uh, the I only, see all the beads you've got there. You yeah, know, yeah. It was it was fun. Really we did a lot of stuff off there. And uh, the only drawback was coming back. Which, yeah, uh, that's always the for worst part. for one thing. Uh, neither companion nor I reckoned with uh, the polar vortex yeah and so we were we didn't have any clothing appropriate oh, really? for coming back yeah it was you took crazy. the train though we yeah we took the train back and you didn't have any warm clothes and uh, we 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 did we did a lot of layering let's yeah. just put it that way sure and uh on the way back but the the thing that was that made it it's kind of a sour ending a little sour coda to the whole thing is that uh about 100 miles outside of chicago the electrical system on the train just went completely kablooey, oh, really? and it just ground to a dead halt. And guess which part of the train is on the electrical system? <laughs> <laughs> the heat? Yeah. It's like 10 below, and we're in the middle oh, really? of oh, some oh, cornfield outside of Kankakee, yeah. and the wind is blowing like you would not believe. We had to wait four hours for buses to come oh, to pick us up to take us to Chicago and other stops along the way. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of elderly people on the train and people with disabilities and stuff. It was not a pretty sight. Everyone was very stoical, except for me, of course. <laughs> 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 Somebody put that man in a straitjacket. Fortunately, they had one, so gonna, that was good. <laughs> going to start feasting on human brains. <laughs> yeah, no. I was trying to figure out who was going to go first. Yeah. but I just kinda, Oh, that one looks kind of marble. Man, he's tasty. That yeah. one looks marbled. Yeah. Over there, there's like some delicious children there too. So <laughs> oh, the children! Yeah, yes. those, are the, those are the easiest ones to get. Yeah, uh, but at any rate, no, it was, uh, it was. Everyone was pretty good. We, everybody, <laughs> daughter pull, party. Everybody pulled together. No, it was very good. Uh, a lot of it is not knowing what's going to happen. And yeah, that would make one a bit nervous. And sure. by one, I mean me. <laughs> but uh, but no, we, we after four hours, they finally did show up. We all jumped on the buses and yeah. went back to went back to Chi Town. But uh, I just got to say, uh, if you have not been to the Big Easy, it is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful place. I yeah. know you've probably heard that a million times, but it was very fun. We did all the all the things. We went to the Joan of Arc Festival. The most notable thing about that, although it was actually gorgeous and wonderful and interesting, is the fact that there was a motorcycle cop who was in the lead. You know, we have a parade. They always have police presence. And his motorcycle caught on fire that oh, was pretty fun part of the show <laughs> it's hard to know the fun part was the number of people that thought that you could put it out with alcohol which was a little strange well, it is new orleans <laughs> it works for everything that's what they've heard drink that water you know what fish do in it yeah exactly we stayed in a lovely uh place we weren't in the french quarter but we were directly adjacent the neighborhood that was built right after the french quarter in the early 19th century called uh it was at Faubourg Marigny, and uh, we stayed in a lovely house that had been built probably, in, I would guess, in the 1850s, and uh, there was a very nice uh, couple of uh, women that uh, owned the place and were, were, uh, were doing an Airbnb, and we stayed downstairs. It was really lovely, and, uh, and it was so funny. It was a typical uh, New Orleans story. 
she comes down. The one of the two gals comes down, and she's introducing herself. And she, she said, had "The vapors." She no. She said, "My name is Zahara," and I was like, "Okay, Zahara, hi, how you doing?" And, and she was dressed up really like to the nines. I mean, it was just gorgeous what she was wearing. Mm-hmm. And uh, young woman, you know, hair parted down the middle, long, long sort of, uh, you know. Uh, Morticia Adams style hair, you know, it's just very impressive. And um, she said, "What are your names?" And we just told, you know, told yeah. her our names. And they're these flimsy, you know, one syllable male Boring names, you know, names, like yeah. Bill and Joe and things like that. And uh, I, I apologize. I'm sorry that our names aren't that interesting. And she said, she looked at me. She goes, "Wait, you think I was born Zahara? My name is Lisa." <laughs> and I just had this image of like, yeah, Lisa from Shaker Heights. It was like, you know what? No, <laughs> no, it's not happening. It's not me. It's not me. I'm going down there. I'm finding a woman. I'm changing my name, and I'm living the life of the Bohemian. And there she was. Oh, that's great. so good for Zahara. Um, we went to uh, the World War II Museum. We went on a paddle boat. We saw the Battle of New Orleans ground where they had big signs saying, look out for the fire ants. That was fun. Um, ah, I went to the uh, the Museum of Pharmacy. Uh, favorite medicine uh, that I saw there, chocolated worm syrup. That's uh, to deworm your child, apparently. Oh, okay. And also found out the... It, uh, it works on the MAGA people, too, if you, if you get COVID. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's like the original ivermectin, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's chocolated, though. That's the part that's important. Mm. Also found out uh, the top scientists from 1880s figured out why women uh, have fainting spells and, and get so depressed all the time. Yeah. And there were five reasons, which I want to share with the listeners. Okay. See if you fit this profile of a neurasthenic. A neuros- they called it neurasthenia, okay, back in the day. It's not because they were wearing wasp waists or weren't allowed to do anything or had no power or you know, weren't allowed to eat or anything. It's none of that. No, no. What it was, what it was, was the following. <clears throat> Here are the five causes of neurasthenia okay. of women's complaints. Um, first, uh, steam power. <laughs> what? Secondly, the periodical press. Things are too fast. Steam power. Things are too fast. Oh. Periodical press. Too much knowledge. Uh, number three was the telegraph. <laughs> Number four was science. <laughs> and top scientists from the 1880s are promoting this. And number five was thinking too much. Oh. And uh, one uh, prominent. This sounds like the first book of the Bible. Yeah, one prominent researcher <laughs> of the era apparently said that women should have no more than two hours a day of abstract thought. And I read that and I thought. Hey, I think that's good for everybody. Actually, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, it's like that'd be a big improvement. Yeah, it'd be a big improvement in life if we could just like uh, focus on the moment for the other uh, twenty-two hours or oh, so. Interesting. So anyway, so that's we went to. The, I went to the Museum of Death. Way too much about serial killers there, and uh, I came out and the guy was like, "Well, what did you think?" I said, "Too much serial killer." And he goes, well, serial killers, they're a big part of death. And I'm like, no, they're not. You should have an exhibit on coronary thrombosis. <laughs> but they did have a, a, a whole thing on uh, uh, embalming. And they had another part in the museum on uh, taxidermy. And they had another part on Victorian pictures of dead babies, which mm-hmm. was a big fad. Yeah. And, uh, and so there was a lot of good stuff there, but there's too much, too much with the serial killers. Yeah. Of course, they had to have that's, a whole. That's popular. They had to have a whole yeah. Wisconsin section for the cannibals. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> Might have good eating there. because we're so efficient. Okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's that it's that old world yeah, yeah. German efficiency. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But don't let that go to waste. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a perfectly Never good know liver. when you'll need that. Yeah. Perfectly good liver there. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Oh, that'd make a good lampshade. <laughs> so all in all, it was a lovely. We had lots of fun food. Uh, I ate. A, I drank a zombie for the first time, yeah. the famous drink, uh, 
the tiki drink. What's I mean, it, the what's in the zombie? Drink. I don't know what's in it, but what they do give you is a, a swizzle stick with a uh, shrunken head on it. So that's good. Oh, that's very cool. tiny little well, I would shrunken. enjoy that. Because when you get done, that's what your head feels like. Yeah. So, you know. Okay. I'd enjoy that. Yeah. Oh, I went to William Faulkner's house. Oh, nice. It's a bookstore now. Is it really? And there's a little old guy in there, and he's so adorable. He makes me think of like a, a little Truman Capote. And you come in, a little very short. L- linen suit. And yeah, he's very nicely decked out. And he, and he says, well, now you all come in, and if you need any help, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> He was very nice. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we should go down there. Do a yeah. remote. There you go. <laughs> Let's see if the studio can, uh, you know, the station can. Yeah, we can We can pilfer some funds. Yeah. From the, the building fund or yeah. something. Are we, are we having a pledge drive again salaries. soon? <laughs> the Mellon Floyd Big Easy Fund? Staff salaries. We could slice a little off the top there. There you go. There you go. <laughs> anyway, it was fun. Good. Oh, well, we're glad you're back. We missed you. But, uh, Thank you. Yeah. Last week we ran a 25-year-old rerun and... Uh, uh, of uh, a remote you and I did from the um, Rainbow Cooperative Bookstore. Yeah. From, as I say, about 25 years ago. And yeah. Uh, thanks to, to Gladys for pulling that out of the archives yeah. and uh, Elmer for, for doing some editing and, uh, yeah. of course, Ruby for, for hosting and you know doing the introduction yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. She and did a great job, yeah. And, and uh, so, so thank you. It was a team effort. It took, yep. took four, four of us. It took a village to... <laughs> A very tiny village. <laughs> <laughs> Replace the village idiot. <laughs> so. Isn't that nice. the saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not me. I'm the village idiot. <laughs> so anyway, I hope you enjoyed the that little trip down memory I, I lane. Listened, uh, yeah, I listened. Companion and I listened. I should have. I can't stand to listen. We were so. funny. I mean, that Back was then, a lot more lot funnier yeah. than we are now. Well, yeah. Now we're just cynical and grizzled. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Angry. And yeah. <laughs> We were, I, I think our We still had options in life back yeah, then. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, dude, we're not going to be doing this for 25 years, surely. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to be on Broadway. <laughs> well, you had two books out at the time. I mean, you were, you were sitting pretty. I don't know what I was doing in my life, but I thought something would happen. Mm. Oh, it was that era. Yeah, that okay. was that era. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So. All right. Well, what's going on in the in the world here? It's overrated. <laughs> that's that's what I felt the whole time I was down there. I didn't read a newspaper or look online or anything. I was just kind of like, whatever. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah that's when you have, know you have a vacation when you're not plugged you, in. You, you do know. have to cleanse your brain palate every once in a while. Yeah, you definitely. Know, especially now, you're just overwhelmed. I read so much. So much stuff. Good. Yeah, good. I just read stuff for fun, lots of novels. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you know, I read... <laughs> Thomas Mann's Death in Venice. <laughs> and, <you> know, <laughs> and Mishima's The Temple of the Golden Pavilion. I mean, all these really depressive yeah. psycho kind of things. <laughs> but it, was, it filled in with the whole vibe. You know? <laughs> and then a Jennifer Plum murder mystery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a little dessert there. <laughs> H is for homicide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, scientists may have underestimated the amount of Greenland ice sheet melting yep. since 1985 by as much as 20%. I know, I saw that too. Uh, to, de- de- to date, the melting of the Greenland ice sheet is the biggest contributor to global sea rise. Yep. According to new research published in the journal Nature, since 1985, the Greenland ice sheet has lost about 50,000 square kilometers of yeah. area due to its retreating uh, front which amounts to about a thousand gigatons of ice that has slid into the sea. Oh dear! The, they found the data in, indicates the rate of ice retreat stayed 
stayed steady until the 1990s with a faster rate loss since 2000. Yeah. So, so it's accelerated. You know, if they're looking for a way to find a way to preserve ice, yeah. I suggest they, they talk to the, the, the Madison Street Department. <laughs> <laughs> they seem pretty good at it. <laughs> they, they, they've got it down to a science. <laughs> Bring him in. (laughs) Oh, this stuff's staying. (laughs) It's going nowhere. (laughs) You know, it's it's pretty bad when you know you're driving down East Wash and there's like a um, a luxury ocean liner broken in half. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. That's really, that's not good. <laughs> it is, it is like, it's really, um, knobbly, you know, that's, <laughs> knobbly, that's, that's knobbly, you know, as you go along. Well, it's funny, I was driving and I, I came in mostly on the Fish Hatchery Road from way out in, at the end of Fish Hatchery. You live out in the sticks. Out in the sticks there. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was a little, a little icy and bumpy for a while. And then after, after a little bit, it cleared off. Yeah. Pretty good. Really, you know. Sure. Then once I got into the, like the actual, uh, so-called Fitchburg. Yeah, it, it was it was clear. It was yeah. fine. And then you know, and then I'm driving a little farther down toward downtown, toward the studio, and across uh, um, Fish and uh, Wingra. Yeah, sure. And yeah. and it, like as soon as I get across that, and it's <laughs> solid ice. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> hey, it's like the rumble strips they put on the road. It's just to wake you up there, Mel. <laughs> and then you know, you get down to South Park, and that's yeah. that's ice. And you get yeah, to West yeah, Wash, yeah. that's ice. Yeah. And it, it's like okay. How about you do what they were doing, like <laughs> whatever that was, one block away? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. I, I, you know, I know the people who work really hard at that. Sure, but, but I, I do think it, it sounds like it was a failure on the 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 the, the planning part of it and yeah. the the, the, yeah. the administrative part because you know, and they they they've tried to issue some statements saying, well, you know, this only happens once every eight or ten years. No, it's a snowstorm. Yeah, we're in Wisconsin. It happens like. Four times a year. It yeah. wasn't that much. I mean, it was eight or ten inches, yeah. and, and it got cold afterwards, which is kind right. of a, a normal thing. So, yeah. you know, you yeah. should be able to handle that. Yeah, I mean, part of their mission is readiness. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what, you know, you look right. at what, right. what would be the worst scenario. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like somebody says, well, we didn't know there'd be three fires today. You'd be yeah. like, okay, that fire department needs to get with the program, you know. <laughs> that's your job. <laughs> yeah, it's like, there could be three, <laughs> you know, it's just let you know. I understand not planning for the 100-year storm. Yeah. Or but, you know, to say that, you know, we couldn't handle... I don't. I think it was eight inches or so, yeah. maybe ten, yeah. and and cold weather afterwards. Yeah. That's ridiculous because that's that's a very normal, yeah. normal January in Wisconsin. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe normal's not normal anymore. I mean, that's that. Maybe that was the plan, you know. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing. I mean, it, there was nothing going on until about two weeks ago. So I mean. You know, you know how you always hear around the end of January that yeah. uh, that their budget has been blasted, and, right? And it's like, well, you must have saved a lot of money by not having to plow streets in December, right? So, yeah, yeah, we, you would think. Yeah, you know. I saw a story this week. I'm just trying to find it real quickly about how uh, about the uh, like Lake Mendota freezing. Did you see that? This yeah, I like, saw that. It finally, it was like the third, it finally froze. Yeah, yeah, it was like the. Th- the third latest freeze in since oh, really? they've been recording it. Yeah. So, you know, and, and of course, it, all of the other ones are, you know, relatively recent. <laughs> Last year and the year yeah, before. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> really recent. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Yeah. But anyway, it was, uh, I, I saw that and I thought, yeah, that makes sense. Because we live right on the lake. We live mm-hmm. right on Mendota. And it's really obvious when it stays, you know, 
uh, you know, it's unfrozen that long. I mean, I, I, I hate to say it this way, kitty, kitty winkies, but I can remember when I moved to Madison. Uh, you know, it was it was freezing in October back those really those days. Oh yeah, I no. remember that was freaking freaking some of my friends out. I had a friend who was from England who was in graduate school, and he just. Um, he had never experienced weather like this. He was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have a coat or gloves or anything. He didn't even know. Oh. It was pretty sad, but yeah. By the way, things are cold down in Texas too, but unlike last year, or no, two years ago it was, they, their power grid is actually holding. Yeah. And uh, part of the reason why, of course, is they're burning extensive fossil fuels. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> it's all natural gas. They're using unnatural gas in order to... Uh, to, to stem the tide so um as you remember back in 2021 in february they uh the the winter weather down there caused the state's electrical grid to fail and uh, of course the being the way they are there's no way you can ex- actually ever confirm a hypothesis that is contrary to their ideology yeah that just proved that the free market needed to do more it needed to be know. freer and there's yeah. too much regulation yeah, too much regulation so, ted cruz actually made some comment uh, recently about running off to Cancun it's like come on I mean just have some shame you know I mean well that's how they get you know. that's how they do as well as they do they have no shame yeah speaking of which Netanyahu I I just saw that this is absolutely completely unbelievable so uh on Thursday he uh was asked a question about what's going to happen after they you know pound Gaza into dust and he said that there's going to be no uh post-war peace peace process that would lead to the establishment of a sovereign Palestinian state. Oh yeah. So thank you for kicking Biden in the teeth. First of all, I mean, let's let's leave aside the the obvious moral and other questions. But here's here he is basically saying, I, uh, you know, we're going to have to be there. We're going to absolutely absolutely uh, defeat them, which seems un- improbable. But uh, we're also going to have to be there to. Uh, have control over security in the wet west of the Jordan, he said. So they're good. So he's not even considering. Um, he's not even considering the the idea. Even quasi independence. I mean, yeah, yeah, that he might move towards some something that would actually be a halfway measure, maybe even maybe solve the issue and well mitigate it at any. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's not even willing to go there. So great. <laughs> I was watching last night the. Uh, the um, case that Israel presented to the uh, the World Court, International Court of Justice, in The Hague, uh, in response to South Africa's accusation of genocide, and I think that they um, they they probably got it on the on the uh, on the law in terms of how genocide is defined by international convention. I think Israel's case is probably right, but on the other hand, none of the details. I mean, the 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 the, the uh, lawyer representing Israel said, "Well, of course, we understand our." You know, recognize our obligations under national law not to do X, Y, and Z. But you know, the, it's it, the print. We all this is what happens with all this stuff. People argue the general principles, and they never ask about the context of this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, or real world yeah. consequences. Ugh. So thank you, Netanyahu. We knew you were a jerk. So. Yeah. An Oklahoma lawmaker is facing backlash for proposing a a bill that deems people of Hispanic descent as quote. Terrorists. What? J.J. Humphrey introduced a bill uh, which seeks to combat problems in the state such as drug and human trafficking and lay out punishments to those who have committed these acts of terrorism. Um, 
the punishment for such crimes would be forfeiting all assets, including all property, vehicles, and money. In addition to a member of a criminal criminal street gang and someone who has been convicted of a gang-related offense, the bill defines a terrorist as any person who is of Hispanic descent living within the state of Oklahoma. Good Lord. I mean, just lay it right out there, you yeah. know? It's like, yeah, that's... Uh, um, he did have a lot of backlash, so I, so I, you know, I assume that this, if the story hasn't morphed already or tomorrow, it'll be. Well, that was a mistake. We didn't really mean to. We put didn't that, mean that. We didn't yeah, mean that yeah. because. But you signaled to the people that matter that you right. were thinking that. So right. that's all that counts. Right. Someone yeah. asked me. Oh yeah. Oh, he did. He did. He apologized. I apologize for using the word Hispanic, but but I was not wrong. Again, these are Hispanic. Reality is they are Hispanic. There's nothing to be ashamed with. Ashamed with. <laughs> Except your use of the English language. <laughs> yeah. What's your native language there, dude? Them, I'm a little worried that he might be from some other place. Them Hispanics don't speak English good. <laughs> I speak a lot gooder. <laughs> oh, God. So a friend asked me yesterday, said, so how's 2024 treating you? And I said, well, you know, the number, I like the number. It's nice round, nice even number. I said, one thing that makes me uh, makes me happy is I realize I won't have to go through the stress and anxiety of ever voting after this year. So that, that'll be good. Takes a responsibility off your yeah, hands yeah, there. Exactly. So. And along those lines, I just want to welcome to 2024. North Korea was making noises this week. They launched a new intermediate-range ballistic missile off their east coast just last Sunday. And... Uh, they're testing a new and harder to intercept, intercept weapon. So it was released from Pyongyang uh, on Sunday afternoon. Uh, it did not fly over Japan, which uh, often these things do, but it fell into waters uh, between North Korea and Japan. <clears throat> it, it covered about 621 miles in its flight. Uh, this uh, missile uh, is the Hwangsong uh, 18. It's the first solid fuel ICBM. And uh, they launched it the first time back in April 23, and they've launched the same kind of missile two more times this year just to show that uh, that they can. Uh, along the same line, uh, just this last week, North Korea announced that uh, their former idea, the former plan, which was to uh, unite with uh, with South Korea, is uh, is now no longer uh, no longer the plan. So on Tuesday, the state media said that uh, they're not going to have peaceful reunification as their key policy goal. Uh, the new leader, of course, uh, relatively new leader of North Korea, Kim Jong-un, has said that uh, this uh, reconciliation and unification is not what they want. They want uh, they want the South to be subjugated, if necessary, through a nuclear war. Oh, okay. So there you go. That's the new That's the new plan. Hey, we got a new plan. B. New plan here. Yeah. So, so. You know, I can't tell. Are, are we at one of these, these, these um, you know, crossroads of history? Inflection points? His, yeah, you know, I mean, is, is this like right below, before World War One when everything was going to go to hell? Yeah. Or, or is this just... And it did. Yeah, and it did. <laughs> and Or is this kind of just normal, you know, we're just we have so much more information now, we're more, you know, we're it feels bombarded like with No, that. it feels like there's too many things all going on at the same time. Yeah. What, yeah. Like big things. Yeah. Like, like there's pe- always a lot of little things. People supporting on. Nazis kind of yeah. bothers me. That's a big one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's never turned We went to the well. World War II Museum, and I was seeing all these dudes with the big beards and the kind of, uh, you know, now this is what was really going on, you know, and stuff like that. And I thought, I wonder how many of these guys actually, oh, really? like, really, oh. yeah, uh, really actually like the Nazis, you know. Yeah, yeah. Or come up with some kind yeah. of. Well, there's good people on both sides. Yeah, so. Definitely. My dad killed Nazis. Come on. I don't, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's not go back to yeah. having that stuff again. But, uh, well, I had family members that were Nazis, so that's yeah. the difference between you and me. 
<laughs> See, we represent both sides. <laughs> yeah, here. My grandfather's <laughs> brothers were in the in the in the Wehrmacht during mm. the during the Second World War, uh-huh. and, and he was a secure considered a security risk for many years. Mm. Oh, that's right. You had a German grandfather. Yeah, my German grandfather yeah. was yeah. an immigrant. So, yeah, yeah. But, um, so, and one time when when Melvina was like in preschool or something, there was a, a birthday party at one of her friends' houses, and I took her to that. And and I'm kind of hanging around. You know, you're looking at the the pictures and stuff, the family pictures, and there was a picture of the like the the mom's grandpa in, in like a, a Nazi's uniform. Oh my it's Lord. like. It was like right, right in the mantle, you know. It's like, um, Melvina, I think we have to go now. My aunt had a I mean, friend. don't you have any other pictures of Grandpa? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, yeah. Like fishing That's or something? <laughs> fishing in his Nazi uniform, yes, right? <laughs> <laughs> he took it everywhere. Uh, my aunt once said- And the uh, picture was from 1984. A, fr- like, a, f- a friend of hers was in Europe and apparently went to Auschwitz, and she was telling my my aunt about it and said, you know, it really makes you think sort of thing. And, and my aunt's response was, "It makes me hope that none of my relatives were in, were involved." You know. <laughs> oh, so. But, yeah. hey, you've been to Kentucky, right? I've been there. I lived there. I grew up there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> a Kentucky Republican. Hang on a second. Those are a special kind of Republicans. <laughs> can, you, you think they're? You think that? You think Ted Cruz is bad? <laughs> okay. This guy. Okay. This guy was uh, on the on the TV show Survivor. Okay, and then he got elected to the Republican yeah. House yeah. and the, or the Kentucky House. Yeah, so so that's where that's where we're starting. From okay, here. so Kentucky House of Representatives. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, guy on Survivor, or is it is it the House of Deputies? No, House of Representatives. Oh yeah, they're, yeah. are they Commonwealth? Commonwealth? No. Yeah, they are Commonwealth. Yeah, okay, yeah. 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 So, okay, anyway, so Kentucky Re- Republican introduced legislation that would amend the state's law, so a person who had sex with their first cousin would no longer be criminally liable for <laughs> incest. <laughs> I know that guy. <laughs> I went to school with him. <laughs> it says it was House Bill 269, appropriately enough there. So, but, so they, it's just so, like Shelbyville. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> call it the Shelbyville Law. <laughs> Freedom. But, to- but why do you want to marry your cousins? Because they're so attractive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the Kentucky General Assembly, is what they call it. Yeah, that's, that's the, the, the yeah. Yeah, right. so it would have uh, would have struck first cousin from the list of family relationships defined as unlawful incest in the state. <laughs> the problem is when you're up that holler with, you know, only the family members there on the compound. You know, it's like you don't have a wide range of options. <laughs> it's kind of. <laughs> Walk over to the trailer, and there she is. You know, what can I say? Is that Thelma Lou? <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> yeah. my fuzzy duffel bag. <laughs> yeah. That's my daughter, Fuzzy May. <laughs> <laughs> fuzzy May, that's it. <laughs> You're the only fuzzy one. May, let the gentleman sit on you. <laughs> No one knows what we're talking about. Yeah, I know. <laughs> There's probably one person out there yeah, who's, who's laughing. Yeah, so that's which lead to a fatal heart attack. So our, be careful. That's our narrow casting there. Yeah, so, exactly. Oh, uh, the 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 guy. What the heck was his name here? It's uh, uh, Nick Wilson. Oh, that's not a very Kentucky name. No, no. But like uh, Travis or something. <laughs> <laughs> Travis Holland. Travis Tweedy. <laughs> uh, he he said it was a mistake in the whole oh, bill. He didn't mean it. No, there's another one. Boy, they're just floating this yeah, stuff. Yeah, he, he's he'd with, he was going to withdraw it and refile it, leaving the first cousin reference in place. Oh, so. well, all right. But apparently, that's that's uh, in a lot of states that's legal. And and I didn't realize this. I was like reading some like sidebar on this yeah. on this story. There are a lot of states where 
you can marry your first cousin if you're like of a certain age. Yeah. Because they they feel figure you won't procreate them. Oh, and, and, oh, uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So very, right. very odd. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where do you draw that line? I've got another Kentucky t- story too. Do you want to hear it? Or? I sure do. I right. surely All right. do. All right. this, one, this one's nicer. It's not as <clears throat> icky. Okay. A Kentucky city has, has come up with an out-of-this-world campaign to promote tourism. The Lexington Convention and Visitors Bureau used an infrared laser to beam a message into space to invite extraterrestrial <laughs> visitors. <laughs> the first thing you'll notice as you descend through Earth's atmosphere above central Kentucky is the lush green countryside that surrounds Lexington's vibrant city center. Oh, Lord. That's our famous bluegrass, the yeah. message says. Yeah. It goes on to describe gentle rolling hills, horse farms, and bourbon before suggesting places to stay and eat and shop. And then... Aliens, do not drink the bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also pointing out that aliens could uh, then marry their cousins if they, <laughs> if they would <laughs> visit they Kentucky. Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, like little spores or something. Yeah, exactly. We, we do the spore thing. We don't, we don't worry yeah, about Yeah, you do what? Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but I thought that was cute. They, 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 um, yeah, that is kind of clever. They, they worked with some... Uh, well, Lexington is weird. Like Lexington, Lexington is, I like Lexington. Yeah, I mean, I loved living there, but it is yeah. a little island, obviously, as like you see in a lot yeah. the archipelago of, of yeah. college towns spread across the United yeah. States. Yeah, that, you know, okay. kind of unusual. Sure, there's a little underground there of people that are interesting, and and then there's Lexington. You know, yeah. The funny thing was, you know. Kentucky was never officially part of the Confederacy, but at least back in the day, back when I was going to school there, there used to be a big thing about uh, the the you know Confederate heritage and so on. And uh, my favorite w- was uh, once a year on Jefferson Davis's birthday, some of the more outrageous uh, frat boys would dress up in Confederate outfits and fire off a cannon. They had this cannon that was at sure. one of the frat houses. And uh, one year, <laughs> it was notable in Kentucky history. One year, the basketball team came by, and let's just say they were not favorable inclined towards <laughs> this Confederate orgy of, of <laughs> adulation. And words, words, and fists were exchanged. Really, as a result, yeah. Wow. I think after that, uh, I knew Wes Mattingly Jr. If you're out there, I still remember you. What a jerk! Uh, he was. He was one of the guys that was behind that. He was. Had, he was he was like my uh, my RA or something when I was a freshman, and he was behind all that crazy. They always talk about heritage and stuff sure, like that. Sure. It's like this is in your heritage. Kentucky couldn't make up its mind, you know. I mean, you were like, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna see how this plays out. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh. uh, hey, you're listening to the Mel and Floyd Show here on WORT eighty nine point nine on the FM. You might be listening on the internet at wrtfm.org or in the future with our archives page. You can listen anytime you want. And, uh, you know, like after the aliens landed in Kentucky <laughs> would be a good time to listen. And uh, you might uh, be listening via podcast. Thanks to Mindless Meaning D Cubed, who does the, the file management. You can listen through Spotify or Apple or whoever does your pods for you. We're going to take a brief break and play some announcements and then come back with... AI takes over for humans at Sam's Club. (laughs) What a relief. (laughs) Thought that happened years ago. (laughs) And we're back. So I just want to go back to the story about Lake Mendota. Uh, I found the story here. This is uh, 
Let's see. This, this year's, uh, this was uh, from the state climatology office. Uh, they said that um, the, uh, the lake uh, was officially frozen as of Monday. Uh, there can still be open spots, so be careful. So this year's freeze-up is the third latest in 170 years. And it comes 26 days after December 20th. And uh, why that's important is December 20th is the median ice on date. It's also three weeks later than last season's freeze date. So we mentioned this. Um, when were the other two times? The latest date that the ice is, has formed um, has was back in uh, 1932. But... Um, so that's 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 quite a while back, but uh, the earliest ice out date for Lake Mendota was February twenty seventh, which was set in twenty or two thousand and two. So, and then of course some of the smaller lakes, you know, Mendota is really deep. Sure. Some of the smaller lakes have been icing up and then thawing, like Winger, for example. So I didn't realize mm-hmm. that the state climatology office actually declares the lake frozen, and there's a point apparently that they it have to say hereby official. Yeah, so, hereby. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. <laughs> well, that reminds me, I had a doctor's appointment while you were gone. Yeah, it's just like a, a checkup, and yeah. and they did the little thing where they they gave me a list of words, and then uh, they did some other stuff, and then they came back and oh, I, the Trump test asked me to repeat the words, and yeah, yeah I and I aced it. <laughs> <laughs> You should be president. I got now. I got the words in order, so I yeah. got I got extra credit. So. Yeah, you got, you got extra credit. Oh my god! <laughs> so they're not carting you off to the old age home anytime soon, huh? I mean, he this he he was talking about that this week. Only he said that he had this test where he had to identify pictures, like drawings of uh, like a lion and an elephant, and yeah. uh, and uh, I don't I forget what else, an alligator or something. And and he was bragging. He mentioned whale. I remember whale. Whale. whale yeah, that was yeah, it. Yeah. And and he and he was like bragging that he aced that test. It's like no, they give that to you when when they think things aren't you know quite right. So my doctor said the the fact that I got them all right indicates I have a, a lack of gin in my diet. <laughs> a painful lack of gin. <laughs> yeah, yes. so, you need a zombie. <laughs> we need to get you on a zombie. a zombie. I did look up a zombie here. Oh, you are looking it up. Very it, good. It's uh, it's. Uh, apricot brandy, yeah. dark rum, okay. golden rum, yeah. any other kind of rum we can find. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Lime juice, pineapple juice, and uh, oh, white rum. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> half a part of one fifty one proof rum. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't kidding when I said any kind of rum. Yeah, though, yeah, yeah. Your tongue gets numb actually. <laughs> actually, um, the other thing that I had was something called a suffering bastard. Okay, and that actually is a drink that was created specifically to de- to uh, honor a battle during the Second World War, the Battle of Alamein in, in North Africa, and uh, so they they created a drink for that. And uh, you're, are you looking up the recipe? Oh there? yeah, oh sure you go. Here we go: bourbon, yeah, gin, yeah, uh, lime juice, yeah, bitters, sure, ginger beer. Oh, bitters, yeah, that was what made it good. Yeah, and the ginger beer and a, yeah. and a, a little oh, yeah. little mint. Yeah, it was good. And some I, like, I ate the mint. And by some the way. paprika. I, when they put mint in there, I just pick it out and eat it. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> hey, AI is taking over for humans at Sam's Club. Yes. So uh, this is, of course, the, the store chain that's owned by Walmart. And it's trying to make uh, time uh, shorter. You know, shopping can be difficult at a wholesale retailer. So they think that by using artificial intelligence to scan shoppers' carts, they can, uh, you know, they have to show a receipt when they go out, for example. 
So apparently people go in, they get big piles of stuff, and they put it in the cart. And then when you go out, they have some human looking through there. And, uh, you know, Walmart is not, not, as you probably noticed, has not been committed to full human employment. <laughs> they really have not. They've just kind of like partial human employment and, you know, they're, they're disposable in some way. So, so they've, they finally jumped the, jumped the shark on this and gone all the way to just taking humans out of the equation completely. That's the ultimate goal. That's the ultimate goal of all of them. Yeah, they're not giving us jobs. That's just – We're job creators. Wait, just wait until the meat bags are no longer <laughs> necessary. Uh, so it's been a common practice at uh, at stores where uh, like bulk items are sold, like Costco and stuff, for store employees to check customers' receipts. But uh, it's led to some uh, actually to some conflicts. Um, this uh, there are also accusations of bias, things like that. Oh, sure. This happened uh, back in 2018 at um, at Lowe's. There was a, a a black customer who said that she'd been asked to show the receipt more than one time. Hmm as she was going out and she thought that was a result of bias and uh, she uh, the, the, they, they settled that one because it looked pretty bad for them but uh, but anyway they're going to have computers do it now so so uh, AI is going to basically AI is going to uh, just apply the the already programmed in bias whoever just, was doing just, the programming pull over all the black people <laughs> yeah exactly because <laughs> and who, his, is the, who is who was actually programming yeah. these machines well yeah that's that's the deal so i mean th- that's like the facial recognition yeah i can't know? read your face get yeah. white yeah. <laughs> <laughs> quick get white <laughs> i read this week that you know like when when you go to the doctor's office and they put the little little thing on your finger to to measure your pulse no your oxygen level oh yeah yeah, yeah they, they said that doesn't work as well on black skin why so, not? Well, I'm sure. Well, they probably tested it all on white people when oh, they, when they yeah, were yeah, yeah. creating it. And, yeah. uh, oh, so, interesting. You know, so you always you, there's so many things like that you just don't think of. So, uh, we got an email from uh, listener Jerry who sent us. Uh, speaking of uh, the, the ultimate solution here, is that uh, it's a new drink called Soylent. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually been around for a while, but now it's in liquid form. <laughs> <laughs> <So> <laughs> Ugh, what does that mean? Thanks for sharing that with us, Jerry. <laughs> we appreciate that. So, uh, that's at the melonfloydmailbag at gmail.com if you want to uh, drop a note to us. I'm not the greatest at uh, responding to these, but, I, but I'll try. So, but, uh, Do you remember Glenn Grothman? Yeah, sure. He became a U.S. representative. Did you hear this? Uh, his signature piece of legislation that he's pushing through. Uh, no, no. Is this the naked bike ride? Or? No, no. This is not the naked bike ride. This okay. is almost as good, though. You mentioned the story about Lexington, Kentucky. Maybe this is what inspired him. He's proposed legislation establishing a federal clearinghouse to collect and report sightings of unidentified flying objects and to protect civilian airline personnel from repercussions for reporting such phenomena. He says that uh, too many people that report uh, the so-called UAPs or unidentified anomalous phenomena uh, get a stern talking to from their bosses, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Asking questions about things like, did you have a zombie before you flew the plane? <laughs> so according to uh, Grothman, of course, is a Republican from Glenn Beulah, he said, since I was a child, unidentified objects in our airspace have been a topic of interest. Mm. Um, and, you know, that was that was back when people were impressed by Model Ts. Yeah. With the majority of Americans believing... <laughs> something in the air. <laughs> something in the air, yeah. That's probably the... Uh, observation, probably the ba- observation balloon. Probably the rendering plant, <laughs> yes. Uh, with the majority of Americans believing that the government has suppressed information on UAPs, our bipartisan effort highlights our need for transparency from the federal government. Mm. So. God, I watched this movie the other... I've been kind of housebound for a while, so I've just yeah. been watching a lot of 
movies and stuff, and I watched yeah. an old one about uh, World War One fighter pilots. Oh yeah, and it's like how ridiculous was that? Was the, it a silent movie? Uh, no, wasn't oh, that, oh. wasn't that old? But uh, but it's like you put people up in these these fragile little machines and give everybody machine guns, yeah. and th- they said like the the average you know lifespan of a of a pilot was like six weeks or something. Yeah, but these guys are like twenty. They don't well, I know, gonna, yeah. you know, die gloriously. Yeah. I mean, and you know. They got a nice scarf and stuff. Yeah. But it was like <laughs> a nice scarf. That's the seller. <laughs> but, but it just seemed like the most ridiculous thing in the world. It's yeah. like, you know, it just shows how weird humans are. It's like let, let's go up in the air and shoot at each other in these these incredibly I mean they they'd they'd be considered like ultra lights today right, pretty, pretty sure. much, you know. Yeah. And uh it was just like odd. It's like, <laughs> why are you doing that? What are you getting out of that? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, when they came along with those like metal planes, that was for wussies. <laughs> those, those are the real guys. Those I understand real big planes where you can drop bombs and stuff, yeah, but these yeah, were like, yeah. like I could say, little flying lawnmowers with a yeah. with a crappy machine gun. <laughs> I like my favorite part is they gave this guy when he was new. They gave him a hammer. And he said, what's that for? Well, sometimes with the gun jams, and it helps to hit it with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Fine American product. Uh, <laughs> These were French. This was like before. Oh, the French. Oh, well, that even makes more sense. Before America got in the war. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, you know, the thing about that is, though, we remember the World War One flying aces, right? Because yeah. it was so by the seat of the pants. Right, and, right. And dangerous and so on. Yeah. So there was a certain romance. There was, that. yeah. But, uh, but, you know. You're willing to do what? Trade that in for, <laughs> for, for having a six-week lifespan. Yeah. <laughs> this or bungee jumping. <laughs> this or, uh, you know, eat at Wendy's, I guess. I don't know. But uh, Minnesota Republicans, remember, Minnesota's got a new flag. We talked about this before. Yes, it's I'm, a beautiful I'm, flag. I'm very, pretty happy with it. I wasn't my favorite one, but I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. It's better than the one where they're chasing the Native American off the land. Yeah. No, I and, love it. I, I have a little flag woody for that flag. Yeah, it's, I know it's you do. You, that, was your, that was your favorite. Yep. Uh, you know what Minnesota Republicans think of it? What? They hate it. Of course they do. They hate it. They, they, they do not like the new flag. The Republican Party of Minnesota chairman, David Hahn, and the deputy chairwoman, uh, Donna Bergstrom. Yeah. Everybody's named Bergstrom there. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Fargo or something there. Uh, they've joined voices in greater Minnesota that have denounced the flag. Han decried the new flag in a statement saying the old flag has historical importance and that Minnesotans fought under it during the Civil War. That's what they say if you try to change the Wisconsin flag, too, by the way. That's what Representative Benke wrote me when I suggested a new one. Exactly what they all say. But this flag, that flag was adopted in 1893. Yeah, of course. <laughs> they did have, like, something similar yeah, to it that yeah, people held yeah. up, but it, but right. it wasn't an official flag until 1893. Um, yeah, so they, so they they don't like it there. The DFL quest to erase our history is repugnant and should be rejected. <laughs> Every, everything, everything. Yeah. It's like no, we. Hate and they're that. trying to get rid of my gas stove I too, hate that. <laughs> and, my, and those toilets, and my <laughs> my biplane. Don't get know? me started on the, on the biplane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I th- I think it's you know we are always. I mean, I get it. I don't think we need to have a new U.S. flag, even though I don't like it that much. No. I mean, it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's what it is. Yeah. I wouldn't redesign that. But state flags are so arbitrary. I mean, we only have state flags. We only had state flags because somebody got a wild hair back in the early 20th century, again, around the time of the First World War. And there was model legislation that went around to different state legislatures to show their 
I guess, patriotism or whatever, and people came up with flags. The only states that had flags back in the day were states that were on the ocean because they used them to mark their ships, you know, maritime flags. Mm. And so it was not it was not a big deal. People didn't even care about it. Yeah. So the idea that this is some sacred thing, it's a relatively recent invention, just right. like those crazy Confederate statues that everybody yeah. moans about. You realize when those were made, right? <laughs> 1950s? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what was going on down there in the 50s? Yeah, yeah great heritage yeah. there. Well, same with like Columbus. I mean, he was no, he wasn't a hero until at, at some point, I think it was like a, an anniversary of some right, type, and right. they, they they decided they wanted an Italian hero, and yeah, and uh, so they just yeah. dubiously Italian, by the way. Well, too. yeah, I know, <laughs> you know, I know. That's the other part of it. <laughs> yeah, I always thought that was odd. It's like, well, he was sailed for Spain. Yeah, Spain yeah. got all the territories, and uh, but anyway, but I mean, that was like you know, hundreds and hundreds of years after yeah. Columbus. Nobody gave a crap really about him right. and, until then, and that was more. PR. Well, but, uh, you know, in the, in the law, precedent is defined as a trick that someone got awake with, and now it's a rule forever, you know. <laughs> you should be on the Supreme Court. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Florida Republican Senator Keith Perry is co-sponsoring a bill to loosen work requir- requirements for children as young as 16 in the construction industry. <laughs> uh, Florida Republican Senator Keith Perry owns a roofing company with a history of wage theft. <laughs> <laughs> Easier to they steal. They won't even notice. Easier, yeah. easier to steal from the children. Yeah, right? they, so, they, they haven't they, learned math yet. Yeah. So. Um, Wisconsin Republicans are at an impasse over a proposed bill to legalize medical marijuana, and it's 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 extreme. I don't know if you read about it, but it's extremely limited, and it's got all these caveats on it. And uh, but, but when uh, Robin Voss announced it a couple of weeks ago, he said, "Yeah, we got all the votes here. It's all all ready to go." Yeah. And now, of course, it's like you know you can't. Can't keep the, the the crazies in line, so now now they might not have enough votes even for something as as limited as that. You know so. what they need to do? What's that? They need to chill out. Yeah. And you know what really helped for that? <laughs> <laughs> I think they're in disarray. Yeah, you know? a disarray. Yes, that's that's <laughs> what they're in. It, yeah, obviously. So, Thirty-eight states have legalized medical marijuana, and twenty-four have legalized recreational marijuana. But not here in Mississippi. No, no. By the way, we went through Mississippi Tavern League, on the Tavern, train. League Tavern League, Tavern oh. League. Oh my gosh! Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. What? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just yeah. adding my analysis yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you for that insightful analysis. <laughs> oh, and Tavern League. And Tavern League. <laughs> we went through Mississippi on the way, of course, to New Orleans, and it was some pretty depressing stops along the way. Yeah. One thing that you, when you take a train, which is really both fun and sometimes kind of appalling, is you're basically seeing America's backyard. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like these are places. I mean, it's beautiful when they go through deep forests and. Along, uh, you know, swampland and yeah. things like that. You see somebody's underwear hanging on the yeah, line. Yeah, that's that's stuff. that's always exciting. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, there were some towns there that had obviously been something at one time, and that one time was a long time ago. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But uh, but that but still, it was it was interesting. You know. So, hey, workplace, you're going to be surprised by this. Yes. Now. Workplace wellness programs are of little benefit to employees. No. Study finds. I think they're mostly just to meet the requirements of various insurers. I'm sure that's yeah. all it is. Yeah. Employee mental health services have become a billion-dollar industry. Uh, new hires, once they have found the restrooms and enrolled in their 401k plans, are presented with a panoply of digital wellness solutions, mindfulness seminars, massage classes, resilience workshops, coaching sessions, and sleep apps. Well, uh, the journal Industrial Relations uh, considered the outcomes of 90 different uh, uh, interventions of this kind and, and found something uh, really interesting. 
they found out that none of these programs, they, this, this study was done uh, with 46,336 workers. So it was no tiny study. But here's what they found out. Workers who were given an opportunity not to have a wellness program, but to do charity or volunteer work actually had improved well-being. Really? Yep. Turns out loving your fellow human being is a lot more wellness-inducing than uh, apparently mindfulness they find that They find that in a lot of like happiness studies that yeah. uh, you know, doing things for other people it's, it's makes you happier than having a you know, giant screen TV or something like that. I think like mindlessness that. studies are actually more the, <laughs> than a mindfulness. You know what I mean? like, think about other people. That yeah. would be good. Yeah, yeah. So You said that they, they, they had sleep apps yeah. on there. None of the people I used to work with ever had trouble sleeping. <laughs> I, 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 have, I noticed that. So. It was your inspiring leadership. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good leader lift, uplifts his employees. Yes, <laughs> yes. By the throat. But, <laughs> are, you, I, are you sitting down? I am indeed. Okay. I'm sitting down. A new report claims resounding evidence shows that high corporate profits are a main driver of ongoing inflation, and companies continue to keep prices high even as their inflationary costs drop. Yeah. The report compiled by the Groundwork Collaborative Think Tank found corporate profits accounted for about 53% of inflation during last year's second and third quarters. Profits drove just 11% of price growth in the 40 years prior to the pandemic, according to the report. I have some royal news if you'd like to hear it. Yeah. So uh, no. <laughs> well, you know, uh, K- King Charles, poor King Charles, is in getting his prostate. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. massage less, lessened. But but off with his head. <laughs> but uh, but uh, there's a new king in uh, in Denmark who's only 55. How do you know he's the king? How what? How do you know he's the king? What do you mean? How do we know? How do you know? What do you mean? Never mind. I, I can't. I can't give you the second part of that because he doesn't have poop all over him. <laughs> he, uh, King Frederick the Tenth, uh, he succeeded his mother. Where was this again? I'm not Denmark. Listening. Okay. So you know, Queen Elizabeth held on to the throne with her her claw like hand at the very end. Right? They had to basically beat her to death to get her away yeah, from the throne. Yeah. But uh, but in both the, the Netherlands and in Denmark. The former queen just said, hey, you know what, I've, I've had a good time yeah. doing this, and let's let my son, uh, you know, take over before he becomes a seven-zillion-year-old, <laughs> you know, <laughs> mess go, or something. I'll go work as a Walmart greeter for yeah, a while. Yeah, exactly. So the Queen Margarita II, she, uh, she— Margarita? Margarita, yeah. She yeah. she she, she, she uh, stepped back, and she said, you know what, uh, it'd be great if you could be the king. And I watched it on—their uh, very their king is very— Sort of like not as fancy. Pretty low key, wasn't they're it? They're very low key. They're not as yeah. fancy schmancy yeah. as they are. They were just like in, wearing sweatpants and stuff. Exactly. Right? So. Well, he actually is an athlete, among other things. But what I love about this guy, I watched him uh, back many years ago now when he got married to his wife. His wife is a uh, is from Australia, uh, Queen Mary is. And uh, and he's very voluble, and he's very e- he's very easy to cry. And when he got, it was so cute when he got married, oh. his, he saw his wife resplendent coming down sure. the aisle and he starts tearing up. And oh. I thought, oh, what a nice man. And they sh- I was watching uh, on Sunday online, uh, him at the balcony with his, his family, he has uh, three children, four children and his wife were there. And, uh, and he was tearing up again because everybody's like, yay, we love you. <laughs> oh, isn't he nice? No. <laughs> so rather than doing like the... Um, British monarchs do, and they go and they open Parliament and do all these other things where it still looks like they're in charge. In Denmark, they've changed things so much now that 
that basically when the monarch comes to the parliament, there's like a little chair set aside for him over, <laughs> over in the corner where he sits with the family. It's like a little box in the theater or something, you know. <laughs> so there, and he, he shoots a Heineken. Yeah, exactly. Shoots a can of Heineken. Exactly. <laughs> well, I think the whole idea is that they like to keep that sort of thing, uh, you know, just for the sake of tradition and yeah. heritage and so yeah. on. But they're not going to go the whole hog and make right. a big fuss about it. Yeah. So. Oh. oh, interesting. So. Yep. Two Madonna fans in New York are suing the pop star for starting her concert late, claiming they had to get up early to go to work the next day. <laughs> I think they should well, leave be, early. I think they should be sued for showing up to a Madonna concert 30 years too late. <laughs> yeah. yeah, who's really late here? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> oh, the show was advertised to start at 8.30, but it didn't start till 10.30. By oh, that, that is significant. Okay. By the time the two concert goers left at, after 11, they were left stranded in the middle of the night and confronted with limited public transportation, limited uh, ride sharing, all right, that makes sense. and increased public and private transportation. But why costs. are they suing her about that? Yeah, I don't know. They're, they're suing somebody. But uh, so... I was Madonico. down. I was down in uh, Kansas City in in uh, in, in the fall, and yeah. uh, we were staying at a hotel across from the the sports complex where we went to some sure. base, baseball games. Yeah, and it, it happened to be sun, happened to be Sunday night. Beyonce had a concert, and they've got two stadiums. There. Okay. they've got the football and the baseball, and uh, she was doing a concert in the football stadium. So there okay. were like a, tons and tons of people. It was really fun. It was a, it was a blast. Yeah. But uh, but um, she started her show like two hours late. Yeah, I think that's kind of typical. Isn't yeah, it? and then uh, then the and the the next day down in the in the hotel lobby, everybody was trying to get like Ubers to the to the airport, and the and Uber all of a sudden kicked in surge pricing, oh. and. <laughs> Man. This one, one woman was on her phone. She goes, they want $125 to get yeah, to the airport. Of course they do. <laughs> and it was just What ridiculous. do you not understand <laughs> about the glories of the market? <laughs> you get a free bottle of water, though. So, I just want to mention a couple of, uh, couple of deaths, a couple of uh, passing away I noted this week. Tom Shales, the famous oh, yeah, television yeah. critic, passed away. We always liked his work. Uh, he wrote an, an interesting book about behind the scenes of early Saturday Night Live. Yes, he, very good. Uh, he was. Uh, he was. Sometimes he could be pretty, pretty cranky. And at one point, he didn't really like Grey's Anatomy, the program Grey's Anatomy. And uh, he wrote that it seemed a uh, little more than an assemblage of scenes from medical shows of the past, already staged ad infinitum and ad nauseum. And so, uh, in revenge, the writers had a new show uh, where there was a uh, character that was supposed to be him that had some sort of problems with his his. Uh, 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 I think it was his his sphincter or something. And he felt like he he definitely felt like he was uh, he didn't he didn't bother him. He thought that was great. I think that's kind of funny. He's yeah. kind of good. Yeah, he, he enjoyed that. Um, another person that passed away, of course, was uh, Peter Schickela, uh the famous PDQ Bach, the musical oh, yeah. satirist. Oh, yeah, yeah. He passed oh, away. He was eighty eight. They have some wonderful images of him, which I can't show, but I wanted to show you. Here's uh, Mel Regarde. See the one on the on the on the right there where yeah. he's supposedly finding a, a script in the garbage there. <laughs> score in the garbage. Wonderful bug eyed there. And then finally, last but not least, and this this is a little personal thing, Trixie from uh, the Honeymooners. Right, Joyce right. Randolph, she was the last of the Honeymooners from the original classic nineteen fifties programs. Uh, she passed away uh, at the age of ninety nine. And of course we have a Trixie, and I assume I've always assumed that you came up with that that uh, Nomed of Mellon Floyd as a result of the, the it was the the wife of the the second character, 
So, uh, so we have our Trixie as well. And, <laughs> That we named in in memoriam mm-hmm. of, uh, of she was like ninety eight or something. Wasn't she? Yeah, ninety nine. Ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yep. so, crazy. So. What you got there? Oh, I don't know what else we got there. We got about uh, got about a minute left here. Um, just a headline here. Uh, I was attacked by a bear while running a marathon, and uh, this is another headline. Marathon record set. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have a record I want to share just to yes. be, just to be, I, you know, so things are so bad these days. And yeah. You worry. But uh, there's a, a great story I saw that cancer deaths, according to the American Cancer Society's annual report, cancer deaths in the United States are falling with 4 million deaths prevented since 1991, according to the American Cancer Society. Really? Yep. Um, so declines in smoking, early detection, and greatly improved treatment, especially in the area of breast cancer. Oh, very cool. Or breast cancer mortality has uh, has really. Oh yeah, in. yeah. So. You know, if you if you watch an old movie or TV show, and and one of the characters gets breast cancer, it's like a death sentence. Yes. And nowadays, I mean, you know, it's not a good thing. No. But but uh, but yeah, there are definitely things you can do yeah. and, and go through. And, so uh, there's a positive. Yeah, thing very to think good. About. And I I was talking to one of my friends uh, about uh, Jimmy Carr the other day, and. Uh, she affirmed to me that indeed the ca- number of cases of guinea worm. Remember? Yeah, yeah. He's fighting Jimmy the Carter worm. said, "Am I? I'm gonna. It's gonna be the guinea worm, or me? He's yeah. gonna go first. And uh, apparently, there were something like only four or five cases in the entire world last oh, year. Oh, he's of getting close. Worm, so. so good for him. So, and uh, a rhesus monkey cloned for the first time has made it to adulthood, living for over two years. So we've cloned a rhesus monkey now yeah. that can live to adulthood. So, all right, time to declare. <laughs> The weekend. Enjoy your weekend. And uh, we command you. That's it. <laughs> Get back in your back in your igloo. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Turn on. It's supposed to. It's going to. Get warmer, but it's yeah. snowy. I think it's well, of so snowy. That, that's the trade-off this time you're, of year. You're, always, you're, you're Mel and Floyd weather report yeah. here. <laughs> I think it's going to snow. <laughs> Two <isn't> old guys <laughs> talking about the weather. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know anything. Uh, my lumbago's <laughs> acting up. All right, Pants, it was great to see you again. Stick you too, around. Uh, it's 2 o'clock. You're listening to WRT 89.9 FM. Stick around. The kiosk is next. And after that, our pal, I think, the Jaguar. I haven't seen him, but I, I assume he's here somewhere. So, All right, have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.